Hi, I'm Omar Al-Rai. And I'm Ryan Albright. And this is our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about transient video games. In the history of gaming, certain games and game topics rise and fell. These aren't just random events. These are clear trends, which is what we're going to dive into. Some things like trends may seem like a recent thing, but they've actually been going around for much longer than that. So around the 1970s, um, video games were at an all-time low. It was a terrible thing. Nintendo came up with this idea, though, to advertise their games as toys. And actually, this worked out to the favor a lot, like, really yeah, well. Yeah, it seems like the thing... And this was basically the first trend of gaming that happened. Uh, you know, they created, like, uh, objects such as uh, Rob the Robot and the End Zapper. And, uh... Yeah, the Rob the Robot thing was actually, like... It was like the thing is, it wasn't even like, that good of a toy, too. You know, the power glove. They also did it, and they tried to advertise the power glove. It wasn't even that useful. I, yeah, nowadays you just end up seeing you end up seeing end zappers and and rob the robot and game other games like Smash. Yeah, yeah, you see them being advertised as like this crazy um like this monument, but in the end these are actually pretty bad products, but they actually helped Nintendo because it was part of the trend that was okay, let's advertise video games as toys. Because before this, like all video games were advertised as like electronics or like hey, uh, this is basically a TV or this is basically a microwave, you know? It wasn't advertised as a thing for to play. It was a yeah, thing to that use, makes sense. you know? So, uh, mm. you know, there are, as the years went on, there were some more growing trends. Like, you know how Sonic went into that edgy phase, like that edgy teenager way? Sick. Yeah, yeah. That was like the the trend that actually rivaled Nintendo was edgier games. Because like, with little kids, first of all, normal bigger kids, you know, usually don't want to be down degraded or down to level. So having an edgy, having more like, you know, teen games made them feel cool and special. And with younger kids, it actually works in their favor too. Most people usually wouldn't think it would, but like having the idea of having these edgier, cooler games not meant for kids, you know, ki younger kids want to be is, like older kids. That is kids. a true statement. So, uh... Like, my, um, my, uh, sister, for, like, a longest time, like, kept saying, hey, what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing? And it's like, hey, and I always was wondering, like, hey, why aren't you playing with your own things? Why are you trying to play, like, um, this shooting game with me? And it was because, like, you know, she, you know, younger kids want to be like older kids. And actually Seriously, worked. though, games, you should really avoid going edgy. They... It it just because it's edgy does not mean it's gonna be fun. Like Shadow the Hedgehog, giving him a gun and a and a motorcycle can oh, yeah. automatically launch it into the stratosphere. Only Specter Knight did that. Yeah. Right, right. The thing with these trends is that like this, especially these early trends, it became a thing of riding along the wave rather than making good quality yeah. content. You know. 
And it worked too, you know. The Shadow of the Hedgehog game, which was fairly uh, old and um, part of the earlier trends, it was <laughs> it was a bad game. But it actually what it didn't fail as a product because it would advertise itself as super edgy and cool, which is what the trend was, and that's mm. why it succeeded. Another trend that was actually pretty big was little extensions you put on little your um, consoles, and they were really stupid when you think about it. Like for one of them, yeah, like the e reader, oh and you know it just kind of feels like they like you spend forty bucks for to get to give your uh, Animal Crossing thing a new table. Yeah, and like things like no, they had little cards that you put in. Like, ooh, look at this! It's so cool. And I mean, they were actually successful enough to make a product, but these things are pretty bad. <laughs> like, not gonna lie. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, what what else is there? Like the e reader. Um, I think that uh, there. The, oh, there's obviously like little. Ooh power things you put on your consoles like some video games they they added little extra like wires and controllers you could use to be like hey we're different you can find a new way to do it hey look at this this is a this is a gun you can shoot yeah though though the 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 one the gamecube thing extension that could connect you to your Game Boy Advance was actually kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, no, some, the thing, like, a lot like, of these trends, even though if I'm bashing on them, a lot of them were, were pretty good. Like, they could, they actually made really quality content, you know? Um, oh, uh, I have an idea for one. Um, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like with there was a duck hunt game, you know, and their whole a lot of this a yeah. big selling point of it was, hey, we uh, there's a literal gun you shoot a TV, isn't this so cool? And it basically rode the trend of having an extension to your console or controller that you could use, you know. It's why you know a, a huge reason why um, a, con- a console that came on became so popular was because whoa, you can shoot on TV, that's insane. Or a lot of you know kids thought that because you know it's a it's a gun it's cool, and having that sense of like yeah. you know power definitely helps a lot when it comes to advertising and like showing yourself as oh yeah I'm a cool company riding along the hip trend and I can add an extension to my console. Yeah. And let's not get started on game commercials. Most of them back in the day was like. Hey, you, Sega was like, hey, you know Nintendo? They suck. Yeah, a lot of it look came what, down to, like, do. making sides. That was a whole... Like, n- nowadays, you don't see, like, oh, yeah, mine company's better than yours. It, it's more about advertising the product. But now, but, but like, back in the 1990s, a lot of, it, a lot of the... Um, it, a lot of it was just, like, you know, I'm better, you're not, you, you're lame, or whatever. It basically just a child fight. And you'd think that'd be terrible, super unprofessional, but it actually worked really well because it made it so, you know, there's, like, two sides going. It's basically, like, modern-day politics, but, like, in um, video games, you know? Instead of Republicans and Democrats, it's Sega versus um, Nintendo or PlayStation versus Nintendo or something like that. Oh, you didn't go there. And we interrupt this podcast for for an advertisement about ads. Ads for all your product placement needs. So, now, uh, we, 
now on to modern gaming. You know the Wii, you know that thing that sold 101 million dollars but everyone also hates it. Well, you see it got so big because and everyone hates it is because of the motion controls. They they're like very impo- important for defining the Switch. I mean, you can is there really a game in the library that uh that doesn't have motion controls? Yeah, right? I mean, like, the thing with some some of these trends, they, like, have their lasting impact. The motion controls idea was insane, you know? It was, like, revolutionary because then gaming wasn't just something one group of people can play. It was something every single age range can play. My grandma could play it. Yeah. And, you know, other games tried to do it, tried to copy it. Well, the consoles. Uh, like, the Kinect technology. The Kinect was like, uh, was a smart move on Microsoft because so they could like do what the Wii was doing, but instead with their full body. So it, they don't. They just thought that that would make it great, but you know the Kinect isn't doing so well. And also the iToy. Whoa, wait a minute. The iToy came before the Wii. Does that mean it's that it's a knockoff of the iToy? Yeah, right? I mean, like, I think with these trends, these ideas have been out for a long time. But it just randomly picked up at random moments to where, whoa, suddenly this is popular now, so now I'm the one with the power even though you had the idea first. It's really crazy how that works. And also, the the Kinect was actually pretty good. It was a good idea. And it might not work right now because the trend died and only Nintendo capitalized on that enough. But I have a feeling that that trend will pick up again with the full body motion. Yeah. And speaking of full body motion, the, the, the VR experience, starting with the Virtual Boy and heading all the way to mo- the Oculus. I mean, we can never tell which one was better, but you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... I mean, like, the thing with the VR is that it's been an idea for a long time, you know? And the, the, and there's actually a huge debate going on if it's a trend or if it's, like, a full-out thing. And I think it's somewhere in the middle to where the VR kind of picked up and now it dropped again because it's like, oh, well, this is VR and VR isn't that cool anymore, so I'm going to stop focus on it but but i think that vr is gonna evolve more and more to where it's gonna be a trend again and you know it'll be great uh you know there are also some other like cool ideas even more modern like let's get more modern baby uh the mo uh, battle royales they those have become huge right now like like Fortnite and Call of Duty, those those have like are really good games. Yeah, every single company try to copy um, basically the idea of battle royale, and yeah. a lot of them actually worked out well. Apex Legends, PUBG started it. Fortnite copied PUBG, and then there was um, and then you know there was obviously the Call of Duty now, and every in every single game it got a battle royale mode. And every single game succeeded in that. They completely, they they won over people and they got more money out out of that. Yeah. And, you know, mobile gaming, as we know, 
is that has become like uh, a pretty that is very big thing. It's and, become more successful than normal gaming. It's become ten times more successful. Yeah, and, like Angry Birds, Plants vs. Zombies, Clash of Clans. Even though it's just, even though it's just pressing a button and waiting fifty-two hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, is that these types of experiences were not like they're not good experiences. You're not like better games than the games you find on consoles, you know. But the thing is, the, the people. It was a trend that came. And then there's so many people who want to get in the trend, they figure out the way to keep the ball moving to where everybody ha- like, ha- has at least one game on their iPhone or something like that. And then going back to Battle Royale, this, these, these are actually better experiences than mobile, obviously. But then they have, obviously, um, things to keep it profitable and keep it entertaining. They have constant updates, all that stuff. But then, on the other side, they also have loot boxes. They have these crazy loot boxes that now every single game has, which are, one, money-making, and two, addictive. So, and it just makes it's sense. Not just, it's not just loot boxes. There are also these in-game currency where you got... Where you, like, give your real-life money in order to get fakes money. And then... And- and then you pay it for like I don't know a skin a costume, and uh, or a, a effect. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's crazy, you know? How, how, like you you can get like a you can get a hundred dollars for online gems, and you think nobody would buy that? It's a total scam, but it ton of people do. A ton of people do. Actually, yeah. you know what happened with um, me was that when I was seven, I spent like fifty dollars in. Clash of Clash of Clans gems, and my mom got really mad at me. Yeah. And it, how companies work. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's, you know, my little brother actually really likes Fortnite, and he's been begging my mom for, uh, like these, for for in-game currency so he can buy like, any anything really, and but unfortunately for him, he, if if he had like. If he had, did actually get that stuff, he would have ended up getting hacked. You remember? There's this. There was that Fortnite hacking thing that happened. Oh no! It was crazy. You know, people people use these trends to their advantage. They're gonna use the trends. There's obviously the companies that use the trends, but also bad people use the trends. You know, mm-hmm. they know that people are gonna react a certain way, so they're yeah. gonna be like, ooh, you want a free Fortnite skin? Ooh, do you want a free loot box? Ooh, you want <laughs> you want to get motion controls in this one game? Here you go. And people use that to their advantage, you know? And then, um, you see how, like, hackers constantly just, like, they, I don't know, they, well, not hackers, I shouldn't say, scammers. Scammers use these trends. On, on Roblox, there's a little Roblox website to get free Robux, and it's, like, (laughs) it's bad, but it works. It works so well. So well. And, uh, you... Do do Call of Duty and all that those other games have also have and we just know that it's for refreshing to see a game without microtransactions. 
transactions. It is. And it's like, like 10 years ago, it would be like, oh, microtransactions? No ma microtransactions? That's so normal. I'm okay with no, that's like normal to have no microtransactions. But now if there's like a game with no in-app purchases or like a game without any purchase you make with real money besides the sum you pay at the beginning, it's like, whoa, this is so fresh. And it's because the, the, the era of microtransactions is like dawning upon us because that's the biggest trend there is. It's what's happening right now, how every single game has some microtransaction that it gives. You know, no matter how annoying microtransactions can be, they, they were a very important part of how Fortnite has become so successful. Well, that and the updates. Like, one of their most latest updates is involved involve you being able to drive those cars that are in the in the driveway and it's pretty cool you can like run over people and it feels so satisfying to get a, a, a guy while he's in the car um yeah you see like fortnite uses these things and i feel like it's a testament to how good their company is and how they make these tiny things trends in themselves they're using the trend of their video game and making smaller trends in them and you see that video game industry is basically just riding along a ton of different trends and speaking of popular games you know minecraft there's an interesting story behind that you see you the person who created it was actually notch not mojang they he was the one who initially created it with all the sprites and the blocks but but then like Mojang Mojang took it up be, and made it into this glorious game we have today I mean how could you imagine Minecraft without like all that all this great stuff yeah yeah but the problem is in the beginning they had basically a massive trend in their hands, you know. Minecraft was probably going to die if it's in not just hands, you know. It had a, a good, decent community. It had a lot of people. It was very popular, but still, it wasn't as successful. So they did a few key things that made it so Minecraft longevity was way longer than it actually should have. It was probably should have made it. Though there are some games that don't do as well as, you know, Fortnite or Minecraft, like Club Penguin, that unfortunately a few years ago it ended up closing its doors. So, so why do you think that is? It's probably because, you know, like, that's the thing. Club Penguin was riding along the trend of being basically an MMO, something that all kids can enjoy and everybody can sign up, right? But they... They, and they did adapt to where it became very successful, but they didn't adapt enough to where Club Penguin basically was super popular. I play Club Penguin. I know ton of, like all my friends play Club Penguin, but everybody slowly started to stop because they failed to innovate. Looking back on Minecraft, they did a huge amount of things. Minecraft was the one that put it on consoles, which is where like half their um, revenue comes from, the console sales. You know... Making a game seems like a lot of stress, honestly. So if I mean, I I always wanted to be a game designer, but it, I I but the business aspect seems a little hard. So what would you do in 
what would you do if you were in in a situation where your game isn't doing so well? Well, obviously, you'd ride along a trend. Like, you see, even the most popular games had to ride along a trend. It's not just that, like, oh, wow, they're great game designs. They rode along something, you know? Minecraft was a um, popular, uh, like, you know, it was a multiplayer game, you know? Minecraft was originally designed only for single player, but because single player wasn't, a, wasn't doing so good, um, Notch made it into a multiplayer aspect. So the first thing I, did, I would do is find the correct trend. Like, okay, let's say... Um, like let's multiplayer. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say the latest trend is um, making games scary. What would you do? What would you do in that situation? Jump scares. Obviously. Yeah, jump, jump scares and like and make a scary game. And I was thinking about a different game. Like right now, um, let's say you're making a game right now. And you're trying to make a profitable game. Not a, it doesn't have to be a good game, but a game that makes money. What would you do in that situation? Do you think? Mm, you know, I'd make it so that. Well, I'd see what the past past few uh, horror games have been doing. And uh, try and put that in, uh, in, try to make that into a into my, into my game. Yeah, yeah. So what if, so like basically the thing we have here is a horror game that wants to be super profitable and make a lot of money. And I think the best way to go along with that would probably be to put loot boxes in the game. Definitely <laughs> horror loot boxes. That's so that's so bad. Well, that's certainly an interesting idea. Yeah, but honestly, it would probably work. Um, let's think about another one. Let's but, say, um, do you have an idea of, like, let's say a random trend that just randomly happens and you're making a game, trying to make the most successful game? Uh, like if it was like a shooter, you'd obviously add, like, skins for yourself and your gun, so that, like, and make them really good ones, like, not just rainbow kitten, but also, like, demon demon phase that like whenever you move it like creates a trail which is pretty cool yeah yeah and basically like right along the trend of ooh wow this item rare so let me get this and cool skin you know yeah okay if we're gonna make a game in this present day what would we do you know like let's say we're making a game right now seeing what we have right like so far we'd probably have to like assess the um what games are out there and what the trends are right now. I think I think a trend right now is probably multiplayer. Like definitely there's single player games that are not doing as successfully as um what uh, multiplayer games. So I definitely think we should do multiplayer. Hmm. Yeah. So uh how would would it be like local or or inter via the internet? Obviously, internet. Like, I don't think. I think it's so clear that every single game needs to have some sort of online function, or it's not going to be super successful. You know, like there's yeah. a few. There's I mean, a few examples of indie games, but even then, not really. Yeah. You know what I figured out? What? The trends are kind of just invented to to create money. They are. They yeah. are. I mean. Some no trends aren't really invented. They're more of like um, like riding along the waves, you know. Like let's say let's look at um, you know the first trend was basically um. Trends aren't usually invented, you know. 
Yeah, trains are invented, but actually no, a lot of trains are invented. Trains aren't even limited to video games. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, obviously. Rob the Robot apparently did so well, even though it, it kind of sucked as a product, because robots were pretty sweet. I mean, Transformers yeah. was great back in the day. Right, right. I think that um. No, I actually think no. I think I disagree on that. I actually think that trends are created. Like, I thought that they weren't. The thing about it really quickly, but then you see the first trend we talked about was basically Nintendo making video games into toys. That was created. Second was video games are more edgy. That was created. You know, and like these trends, you know, it's hard to make a trend, but once you make a trend and manage to nail it, you're like, you're set. You know, so I do think trends are made. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, all this talk about us having our own game company, like, what kind of games would you create? Um, so, we talk about an online multiplayer game. Um, a, I'd say, you know what, I think that um, it'll be smart to deal with, um, hmm. I'd say definitely a, a game. I, I feel like, you know, the game Among Us right now, I feel like yeah. a game similar to that, we have a lot of interactivity between the players, you know? Like, I see a lot of um, games where it's a multiplayer game, but there's not too much interactivity. Like, I know from Fortnite, Fortnite's really successful because of the duos and squads option, because it's like, whoa, me and the boys playing Fortnite or whatever, you know? Yeah. The whole entire thing of, like, you know, a group of people getting together and playing a video game. So, getting making a video game that has some group towards it and a lot of interactivity is smart what, what do you think that would how would we do that are you asking what kind of games i i would personally create yeah yeah yeah, yeah. With these trends i think i would personally make a top-down shooter with a motorcycle element i mean it, it'd be more than that but also it it'd be like super edgy and <laughs> Which would, which would make it awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Explosions. That'd be cool. Um, hmm. What trends would you like put into that game that probably make it popular or like increase its popularity? Because um, what do you just what is party when you, mode? A party mode that'll work. Yeah, like, like multi, uh, internet and multiplayer with internet and multiplayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think the thing is with that is that like. It kind of proves that, like, to me, honestly, that game, um, I would not pick up because there's no, like, super, um, like, like, hook to say, oh, yeah, but putting these little trends in, like, a party mode would actually work well. Any other things you think you would add, or do you think it'd probably be good enough without, with just a party mode and the interactivity? Hmm. Well, we'd have to make them good mini-games, so, you know. Obviously that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a top-down motorcycle shooter with a party mode. That, that's a that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I feel. I think with that, I'd probably add a. Okay, you're gonna hate me for this, but I'm gonna add like a battle royale mode to that. Hmm. Okay. Like. Okay. I might like ruin the game, but like I'm pretty sure. Like you see with um, you know the new Mario thing that Nintendo's doing right now. What. They're, they're making a whole entire Mario thing where it's basically like a Mario Battle Royale and there's Tetris Battle Royale, all that stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. And those become, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those become like really popular. So what if you'd make a Battle Royale within your game that makes it more popular and more like, hey, 
Me and the boys playing top-down zombie shooter mo motorcycle with a party mode in Battle, <laughs> Battle Royale. It's like, whoa! Yeah. And I think that make the, the, this hypothetical game, hypothetical game we're making a lot more popular. Yeah. So, in conclusion, I'm pretty sure that trends are just just exist to make money. But, yeah, you know, they can pretty be... pretty sure. They can... Um, well, they were, at least originally, now they can be used to improve a game. And, yeah. and make a, a player feel happy. Mm. I mean, I think every single trend has some sort of malicious intent, you know. Like... It's either to make a game more popular or a game to improve its money, you know. Like, um, Among Us? Like, Among Us is basically a trend, a, tr a game based on a trend. It's basically just a, a boom, like, bam, whoa, that happened out of nowhere. Fall Guys is the same, where it was a boom, trend, but then they didn't do anything to it, and now it's a, pretty much a failed game that nobody plays anymore. Um, Among Us? Among no no Fall Guys Fall Guys ah. is a failed game. Among Us is going off right now because the developers are adding more things and keeping that game good. You know. Yeah. It's crazy how Among Us has popped up because like when we're all in two thousand eight. It was amazing. Yeah. I think that kind of shows that like once something gets trendy, uh, once something gets trendy, then it becomes good. Like I feel like. I feel like companies right now are gonna try to make, um, are going to try to make like games like Among Us to where it has a lot of interactivity. You vote somebody out. You have to figure out who the bad guy is in your group, and like a, a lot of the deceitful games. And I feel like these these types of games are actually gonna become more popular now due to the trend that I feel like Among Us created. Yeah. In the end, trends are all about money. They are completely about just making... I don't know. I feel like trends in general are part popularity and part money. Like, obviously, everything can be in money, especially in the... Especially in the U U.S., where it's a cap where we're capitalists, you know. Every single thing should be about how to make a game more successful, no matter what. Yeah, and... Uh you know, it's though trends don't technically have to be a bad thing, even if they do make money, or they exist for the sole purpose of being, of having money. I mean, getting money. They just have to, if if they can, you are utilized correctly in a, a good, fun way. They can, they can become great, like uh, Fortnite and Minecraft. But if yeah. you don't use them correctly, you they end up like Cub Penguin. <laughs> right, and you see it like um like we like in our even if in our made up game where you were a motorcycle um top down shooting um battle thing it it's it would actually turn out to be a more fun game because we made trends like I just you have know. to make them you know good yeah or at least more than the trends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, these things are trends for a reason, you know? Even if some trends are pretty negative, like um, loot boxes, they, people still like them. People still ha enjoy them. They see with Among Us, the, the, basically the newest trend on the block, like, people enjoy it. People are having fun with it. So I think kind of proves that, like, trends 
actually have a pretty clear understanding on how people react, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, thanks for... And that and concludes our podcast. Thank, thanks for being on here, Brian. Yep. Thank you. Um, I'm Ryan, and this is Amar, and this was our podcast about trends in gaming. Thank you. Thanks.